0: Gentlemen, if you're looking for a company that's all about helping men like you achieve optimal health, wellness, and vitality, you should check out The Gentleman Company. They offer a wide range of natural supplements and wellness products to help men like you feel and perform your best every single day. So for more information, visit www. G e n t l e m n dot co. That's gentlemen without the A. You can thank me later. You're listening to Date Smarter, Sexier with your host, Matchmaker and Dating Coach Andrea Larosa, accompanied by co-host Kanan, where we're talking about everything love, sex, and relationships. Now let's get chatting. <laughs> Yo. Welcome back, podcast listeners. We are super, super excited. Okay, well, I'm super, super excited to record this episode. I feel like I say that a lot, but I really actually am excited about a lot of our guests, but I'm super excited about this guest.
1: I feel like each time is like the first time, you know? (laughs) Like every episode is like, you know, it's a new, no, seriously, it's a new experience. It's it's never going to be the same. So yeah, I kind of feel like each time is like, you know, almost like a first date again and again, because we prepare, but we don't really know what we're going to say in the moment, right?
0: We don't really prepare, prepare, you know, like I've been a guest on some people's shows before where like they prepare to like a script and they send it to me ahead of time. And it like, wow, it's crazy. Like there's an agenda. We don't do wow. any of that shit, and our listeners probably don't have a clue. But like, we really wing it.
1: <laughs>
0: I'm sure I don't it's think not we obvious. we
1: wing it. I <laughs> wouldn't say we wing it. I think we definitely have an idea, but we definitely just go into it right. like, you know, we're gonna say whatever comes to our mind. Because, how, what is it like when you live life like that, where it feels like it's a script? No, seriously, I'm asking. I
0: you. know. Well, I personally don't like it. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like life is you've got all these balls up in the air and you're juggling them all the time. And it'd be really nice to just like let one fall.
1: Balls. Yeah.
0: (laughs) I got my balls in the air.
1: You know what the balls, (laughs) the (laughs) ball.
0: But for real, like we, we know our topic. We know who Mm. we're talking to. We know what we're talking about, but I think I like the way we do it because it feels very authentic and we mm-hmm. just let the show go where it needs to go which is kind of fun
1: yeah sometimes it's almost it gets like,
0: raunchy sometimes it's clean oh
1: it gets raunchy it's <laughs> almost like like coaching styles i notice a lot of coaches because you know our guest today happens to be a coach just like you and i always wonder because you and i talk about on the show all the time your dating experiences as a professional woman and a coach and you say you know Oh, I shouldn't tell a guy that, you know, I'm a coach or a dating coach because he's going to judge. But what do you do when you have this expertise? And you are smart about something and you, you kind of know the answers to things. How do you approach life without the script playing in the back of your head? It is so
0: funny. You just said that. So I have to tell you guys this ridiculous bullshit thing that happened this weekend. So I'm on Hinge because, yes, I am a dating coach who's still single. I'm on Hinge and this guy messages me and totally like my Hinge profile says that I'm a life coach. And in, mm-hmm. I'm not lying for all of you listeners who are like, lying, yeah, lying. I'm not lying. I am a certified life coach. I am a certified relationship coach and I have a certification in NLP. But I do have a certification in life coaching, and that is actually how I started. So mm-hmm. I'm not lying. I do coach people in life, <laughs> but he totally called my ass out and said, I'm sorry, but aren't you a dating expert? My last name is not on Hinge. There's no information on it that suggests that I'm a dating expert. And so we had a back and forth conversation. And ultimately, he was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure you couch men, right? Am I wrong? And I was like, what the fuck? How does this guy know who I am? Did he reverse I mean, search populi- my picture?
1: That is the thing I came across recently. And it's kind of the most amazing thing ever. I'm not going to lie. Like, I don't, still don't know how to do it. I need to
0: learn how to do this shit. I
1: forgot though, it's Yandex. I think it's called Yandex. Y-A-N-D. Yeah, you pop in the picture. It will find wherever it is online. People can actually do that. And you could go onto Facebook. I'm not sure if it's Yandex. It could be. And you could go on Facebook. Um, And I think you can like, there's something where you... Upload pictures and it like searches it and finds people to tag based on whatever. Like I get pictures sometimes where it's is this you? And I'm like, uh yeah, but I'm not allowing that all the on the <laughs> timeline. So really? you might have done something like that. Well, Andrea, you are a public figure now. You have a book out, so right. and you have a business that surrounds itself around helping men. <laughs> find love so of course you guys may recognize you what if you coached one of his friends which is why today's conversation is going to be so interesting how do you navigate love with everyone knowing you're out there helping people fix their own lives it's like ayanla van zandt that famous black lady that goes around helping black people fix their lives Mm -hmm. who helps her fix her life like can she fix her own life because if you have all the answers, sometimes it's hard to see where your blind spots are. So should That's we welcome true. our guest on? Let's, let's, we, we should. should probably, yeah. Because yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. he's here and he's listening to us. Yeah, and well, like, for those the whole of time, you like, who are watching but, us on YouTube, you see that. So
1: he's yeah. like in our virtual like green room waiting, like hearing us yak it on and whatever let's
0: go ahead so let's first introduce our guest today nate is a coach he coaches mostly gay men coming out you're still kind of coming into your own in the business correct Mm -hmm. um so we definitely want to give a shout out to him at the end of the show about how you can get a hold of him if you do need his services however um i really wanted us to chat today about he is in a relationship he is not dating. So just for those of you listening, um, but we really wanted to kind of pick his brain a little bit. like What was it like when you were first dating? How did you meet your partner? Maybe you could share a little inf- juicy stuff about him. Not too much. <laughs> Don't want to <laughs> violate his privacy. But so let's start with like, if you're open to share, like you're coming out.
2: Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's start there. That makes the most sense. Um. So, I am originally from Utah, and um, I was born and raised Gorgeous just north day. of. Yeah, it's really pretty. A lot of mm-hmm. lot of nature, all four seasons. It's great. Lots of outdoor stuff. Um, and a lot of Mormons too.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
2: and so, um, I was raised in the Mormon Church as the youngest of six, and so. Um, that's what I devoted my whole life to, um, till my late twenties is when I came out of the closet. And, um, it's been, um, a really interesting journey in that regard of kind of deconditioning my upbringing and being okay with my identity of who I am and, and what I want to create and what I want in life, you know? And so, um that's kind of what led me into coaching is because I um, worked with two different coaches, one to help me come out of the closet and two, kind of as a business coach, um, because I'm also a massage therapist. And so I hired her as a massage therapist, business coach, but really it was just a shit ton of mindset work (laughs) with a little bit of business tips and tricks. And after I shifted a ton of like worth and money value stuff then I met my husband within a month after finishing that business course with a ton of mindset work so um we met on
1: tinder
0: and um tinder works a a, a
1: little a little (laughs) plug for tinder a little success story I like it (laughs) it's, it's
2: really funny because Tinder, I think is very different in the gay community
1: than it is in the straight community. You know, I was actually surprised to hear you say Tinder. I'm not going to lie. I was like Tinder. Me
0: too. let's, (laughs) Let's talk about that for a minute. Like how did, how did Tinder work out for you? Did you have like other six, obviously you had massive success. You met your husband, but like prior to meeting your husband, like how was that process?
2: Um, well, well, with the time frame, um, we met in November of 2019. And so we've been, um, so that was a few oh. years back. Uh, right before the <laughs> pandemic, okay. All right okay. before the pandemic. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so um, I was on a couple other, well, I was on one other app. I was on, um, I know Kanan had mentioned, I've been listening to a few of your episodes before yeah. <laughs> coming on here. And so he mentioned the app Scruff. So yes. I was on there for a little bit and yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it just kind of, a few years ago, I remember seeing this meme of like guys on Grinder and a picture and guys on Scruff and a different picture and guys yeah. on Tinder and a different picture.
1: It attracts completely different crowds. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, I often wonder that about straight apps too. Cause when you hear about, what is the one where you swipe left or right? Half please don't tell me that. No, please, Bumble, the origin Oh, maybe it's Tinder. Is that the one where straight people hook up on? Yeah. Anyway, I do find that if <laughs> you go so to certain, cute. I do find that certain, cause I know like, this is to- going to be totally honest, like in the gay world as a gay black man, If I want to find a black guy, I go on a jacked. If I want to find a bear, I go on scruff. If I want to find a twink or a mainstream gay or a guy on the DL, I go on grinder. If I want to find the horse, and this is no judgment because we all have our sexual things that we love to do when we want to do it. There's other sites for that as well. So for gay men, based on your identity, it is great that there are Little sub communities that allow us to find people like ourselves, and I will say I do wonder that about straight people. Like I know there's places for swingers, but then if you're not mm-hmm. a swinger, it's just everything else, and it just kind of just throws you all together into one little pool. But I want to circle back to your coming yeah. out story because you said something very interesting. Um, you left the Mormon faith. Yep. And and you found yourself like, what was that? Pro- okay, so my first question is. Were you dating women before you came out? Oh yeah, yep. Were I you sexually active with women before you came out. Oh heavens, no! I was a good Mormon okay. boy. <laughs> okay, because <laughs> okay. it's it's different for different communities. That's why I, I, I was wanted to ask that. But right. what were you going to yeah. say? Right. It it just um,
2: yeah. I I did everything I possibly could could to make. The religion of my childhood work, mm-hmm. like I, it there was a reason why it took me twenty seven years to come out of the closet. You know, like mm-hmm. I, you know those um, uh, how there are Mormon missionaries knocking on doors and stuff like that. <laughs> I did mm-hmm. that for two years in Alberta, um, and I got a bachelor's degree in psychology from Brigham Young University in Utah. Wow. You know, my dad was a professor there. He he retired a few years ago. So it's just like on both sides, my dad and my mom's side of the family, they have like pioneer heritage that trekked the plains that found in Salt Lake City, Utah. So, like,
1: wow. that was
2: my entire world. And I knew nothing else.
1: That's pressure. Yeah.
2: That's,
0: that's, okay, wait. So So where are you at now in religion? Do do you have any kind of relationship with religion or spirituality? What do you practice anything?
2: You know, what's what's really cute is that um, my so my husband, he's Brazilian and um, he was raised Baptist. And so um, he he has very similar trauma.
1: (laughs) Well, there you go i mean what what
2: we do is (laughs) when we have dinner together we still pray over our food together because that's just something that we like to do that's just like kind of ingrained like i it was really interesting the other day i was like hey babe when we start our family because we both want kids eventually in the future it's like are we going to teach them about jesus like what are what how are we gonna go about that you know and he's like I have no clue and I'm like okay we'll cross that bridge when we get there Yeah, (laughs) we literally just had that conversation like two weeks ago
1: is this something that's that kind of brought you two together in a way because I mean when you said tinder earlier and now wait you did say tinder yeah mm-hmm. yeah okay. When you said Tinder earlier that that's where you met him. I will imagine that Tinder is the kind of place where someone that might be more relationship oriented, someone that might be more especially for gay men versus the other apps. um, do you think that it's your could it be your faith that kind of brought you that like made your bond stronger because you share that trauma from your your um childhood? I think so. You know, like when, um, so my
2: family is super supportive now. Um, oh, and they great. always, they always were. They that's always awesome did to their. Yeah. I know that's <laughs>
0: unusual too.
2: Right, right. Yeah. You know, they, they always did their best. And it, you know, it's, it's just, it's so difficult for them. You know, like I totally understand when you raise your child to be a certain way and they do something completely different. It's like mourning the loss of the child that you thought you had. Wow, and it's, it's beautifully see that. Yeah, and for me, I was mourning the loss of the life that I thought that I was building my entire life, you know? Mm-hmm. And it, it was just like, I felt so lost for a period of time. It's just like, what is right? What is wrong? What, what do I want? Like, what do I even want? Because I was told my whole life what I was supposed to want and that I was supposed to be straight, you know, and it, it, it was so relieving to me. And so like my family's really, really, really good now. Um, And he kind of struggles a lot with my husband struggles with some of his siblings that are really not super supportive still, you know, and he's, he's nine years older than me and he's been out a lot longer than I have and so it's just it's a different culture it's a different mindset yeah. it's oh, it's yeah. just you know um latin america is 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 just not as warm and welcome as as most people in the united states when it comes to the gay community so lemme yeah. ask you this
0: to our listeners if our listeners are you know Just coming out of the closet, recently out, whatever it is, maybe even have been out for a while, but are still struggling to get people, other family members or close friends to understand, like, what would be like your number one suggestion to them? as far as how to besides get a coach because i did, <laughs> the <laughs> ultimate answer is get yourself a coach because you need that continuous support but like what is something that they, they can do now to get the ball rolling to move to the right direction to have that reestablished relationship with their family
2: um you know i could i could go I could talk about a lot of tools and a lot of like specific things to do, but I think to really answer your question in a short, concise way is to really develop a strong relationship with who you are. Once you truly and honestly accept and love yourself, when you're dating yourself, Mm-hmm. then you just embody self-acceptance mm-hmm. and people see that and people gravitate to it and people respond to that family members included mm-hmm. and so you basically get to teach them how to treat you yes by how if you don't you love treat yourself,
1: yourself. Have, it's like people um and this is no diss because I know Addiction is a very serious thing and people that deal with it, it's very hard. That being said, um, if you don't treat your body or even have the best diet or do the have the best activities or things like that, people see that and they treat you accordingly. If you don't dress the best, if you don't care about your grooming or your hygiene, people see that, feel it, smell it and they treat you accordingly. How you treat yourself, Is definitely how the world treats you. Now, I want to circle back a little bit to your dating life. So, you transitioned from uh, being not necessarily, I'm not saying that you left your religion behind, but going, coming out of the closet. What was it like your first few dates as someone just identifying? Because I came out when I was 17 and I never turned back since then. (laughs) But as someone that comes out a little bit later, like, what was it like? your first you was it scary? What just, what was it like? Oh man. So like, th- okay. To be completely
2: honest, I went on some dates with women before. Okay. <laughs> um, I never had a long-term relationship with a woman because I'm gay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and it so it just,
2: <laughs> it just didn't work out. Like, yeah, like, you, you take You'd one look at me. <laughs> <laughs> Even though I was like trying to be the best Mormon possible, you take one look at me as like, oh, yeah, he's gay. <laughs> there's, there's no way. Like, bless his heart. He's trying so hard. He's you know? <laughs> trying so hard. <laughs> so, like, when I really, really started dating for reals with men, I felt like a 14 year old because I had the dating tools of a 14 year old because I'd never done it before. Yeah. And yeah. I was just like, I am, I am in my late twenties. I know like consciously, cognitively, why am I having these problems? This is stupid, I'm overreacting. Like I'm falling in love with this man and I met him like three times, you know, like all <laughs> of them, <laughs> all the classic stuff. Uh, and yeah. it, it was just my heart. Needed to catch up to my brain. <laughs> yeah.
1: And I feel like, honestly, that is the advantage, if we were just to be realistic, sometimes that heterosexuals have over gay people. Maybe not the future, because there's a lot of great, like, um, books and movies and shows and people who are becoming more public about their love lives. And it is helping the next generation of straight and gay people and LGBTQIA uh, uh, alliance um, have a better life that being said um growing up i feel like a lot of my straight friends had a, like they were way ahead of me when it comes to like dating and figuring it all out i mean yeah some have made mistakes along the way but they do have an advantage um that being said i think for gay men we can easily go down the route of promiscuity did you resist that did your did your your, your faith influence your decision-making when it came to dating and meeting men and whatnot, knowing that that's a huge influence in our world.
2: Yeah. um, I think, and also because that, that, yes, that did influence me to kind of like not dive in too deep, too quick. Okay. And I also think it's because that started happening in my late 20s instead of my late teens. Mm -hmm. And so like that probably helped, too. Mm -hmm. Um, And. Also, I just didn't. Yeah, I think those are the two main reasons, one, because of my conservative upbringing and two, because I just waited a little bit longer to become sexually active.
1: I was shocked by it when I came out, honestly. The first guy I had sex with, like, he said, yeah, I'm your boyfriend. And then I never, to this day, I've never spoken to the guy that I lost my virginity to ever again in my life. I don't I think thought most he was my people boyfriend.
0: have. I mean, I don't think that's that's fine.
1: do that. That's fine. But oh, I'm no, just we catch up
2: on Zoom every month.
1: No, <laughs> <laughs> But the point I'm trying to make is, like... That guy, I'm 19, 18, 19 years old, and I'm like, I'm in love. And I'm like, I've never, and it, I, it was like getting hit by a freight truck, learning that people are just going to have sex with me and then forget that I even exist the next day. And honestly, to this day, that's still very hard to see happening to people or just knowing that it exists. That's just my feelings on that.
0: Well, let me ask you both this question. You know, Kanan and I on previous episodes have talked a lot about rom-coms and how Hollywood portrays heterosexual relationships and how ridiculous they are. Do you think that they are portraying gay relationships appropriately?
2: I don't think so. (laughs) Um... (sighs) Well, to be completely honest, I haven't really watched a lot of them. Um, I, I like, I'm owning and operating and trying to build two businesses, so I don't like, <laughs> like blinders on for the past like two Who's or three got years. Got time? Um, <laughs> hey, what but show? It's, I never heard of it. What TV? <laughs> oh, that thing on the wall. Well, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but it's it's just in the in the gay community, it's just so much more. The one thing I really, really like about communicating in the gay community, it is so straightforward. There's That's no sure. beating around the bush. Oh. It's just like, well, okay, um, what are you looking for? This is what yeah. I'm looking for. Is that good? Okay, yeah. cool. Let's keep talking. You know, like it's not. I mean, there first is 30,
1: conversation.
2: <laughs> yeah, like we need yeah. to establish like clear things of. I, I think Kanan, you mentioned before, like. Are you top, bottom, side, like yeah, none of the above, you know? And yeah. just like we need to figure out like major deal breaker compatibilities up front, and mm. then we'll see where it goes, you know? Yeah. And so that's not very sexy to put on TV.
0: No. <laughs> ah, okay.
1: Yeah. So, Game yeah. yeah.
2: There, Th- those... I mean there, are Mm -hmm. There's a time and place for, like, flirting and Mm -hmm. and just, like, fun stuff. Yeah, like, of course that happens in every relationship. Mm -hmm. But I don't think it happens nearly as much in most gay uh,
1: Mm -hmm.
2: relationships because I I don't There's no
1: courting, really, if you really think about it. Like, there's courting, yes. When you're, like, dating a guy and then you start going out together, you want to, like, woo him and try to keep him in your... Keep his attention. Yeah, that 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 happens. But I feel like pre to like the date, there's no like, oh, ma'am, you have you look so beautiful today. I would love to get your phone number and maybe progress a little bit more. And then it's like the slow push and pull, the slow dance that straight people go through of figuring out, um does she like me? Does she not like me? What is she into? What does she want? Is he? Does he have a job? Does he not have a job? Does he have a big dick? Does he not have a big dick? Um, is it, well, I like his mother. Well, I hate it. It's like all these questions go on for straight people, but for gay men, I, that I have to be, I agree with you. Like that one thing, like the first conversation, what is your sexual position? How big is your dick? And I mean, let's be real. We, we find these, these pertinent information out right away. And I feel like for straight people, there's a lot of like playing around on these dates and it kind of portrays that like rom-coms. Have you?
0: you Yeah, no. I'm wondering because, like, have either of you seen that new show called Uncoupled?
1: I'm watching it
0: with uh, Neil Patrick Harris. Yes. Oh my god, I love this show! Like, you have to watch this show. It's it is literally
1: Sex in the City with I'm just gonna say a white a white guy as. His character is basically Carrie Bradshaw. Just, it's it's, it's so funny how it's, they, they like mirror up in this show. It's, that
2: it's sounds hysterical.
1: like so much fun.
0: <laughs> it but is a I great, f- go ahead. But I feel like people are going to watch this and assume this is what the gay community is like. And that's why I wonder, you know, for straight people who are watching this, thinking like, is this accurate? Something like that. Came and uh, just making his face, uh, I'm thinking it's not. Well, because I had an
1: experience <laughs> this weekend that kind of, and I, I don't want to alienate anybody. Like I try to be open as possible to like all kinds of people. But I think because of my stature and my skin tone, a lot of times people have presumptions about me. So like this weekend we were somewhere and my husband has been going on and on and on and on about this person. About how, you know, he has access, money, and blah, 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 let's be friends with this guy. I get there, and it's in Palm Springs, and we're at this bar that, you know, the, the guy that he knows knows the owner, whatever. Turns out they have lots of money, whatever. I'm there, and I'm like the only black person in this besides the one female singer. And the way I'm just going to say this, that yeah. show is about affluent people. It is not about ah,
0: every I day. That. <laughs>
1: yeah. No, because I don't want to I don't want to say too much just in case my husband listens to this at some point or the other person, listening to it. they start to put two and two together. But it's a weird experience for me in that world because of just the way it's mm-hmm. formed itself over the last 30 years. Um, but that being said, I, I don't think uncoupled is a mirror of most gay relationships. No, it is definitely affluent. Um white man
2: mm. and also i mean any portrayal of any relationship that is fed to us <laughs> it's not real it's, not. <laughs> it's all right glamour and everything so like that's all yeah it's yeah. it's all for entertainment but not education <laughs> no
0: <laughs> but like we've joked in the past about how like you know the whole idea of like standing outside someone's window with a boom box and like confessing their love to them after like three dates and women are just like oh my gosh he loves me that's not reality like women don't want you to show up on their doorstep <laughs> You know, they they don't fall in love after two dates. It's
1: just. Do you have any rom-coms that you would be like, you know what, that actually gives me the heart butterflies when I watch it? Hmm. Same for you, Andrea. Do you have any movies, Nate? Okay, I'll go first. For me, as a gay male, I love the movie A Beautiful Thing. I think it's A Beautiful Thing or Beautiful Thing. It is basically about this young British teenage boy living in the UK, and he's in love with his closeted neighbor, who was like a soccer player on a DL, very like under this toxic masculine, blah, 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 blah. His best friend is this black female who is just hysterical. The whole movie just made me fall in love with the process of falling in love, even with the whole lens of a man being in the closet. That being said, that movie gave me a little bit of hope about finding love as a gay male. What about you? If you've seen any movies, now that I think about it,
0: (laughs) (laughs) Nate's too busy.
1: (laughs) You know,
2: (laughs) people like have all these pop culture references, and I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. Um, Oh, okay. I, I, um, the one movie that I really connected with on such a deep level, and also like being in the closet, and also like romance after a little bit just a little bit was um love simon like i Mm -hmm. identified with him on so many levels going through high school being closeted Mm -hmm. and just like feeling like every step that you make is this will people know will people find out will people figure it you know and then just like having this like I need to message this person because I need to know you know like it's it just I thought that movie was very well done
1: and it sucked me in <laughs> yeah that's a good Aww. one it's it's and it's like not overly you know whatever what about you Andrea what's your movie that
0: um I'm spacing on the name of it it's uh the Meg Ryan Tom Hanks one where she owns the bookstore um, got mail Yes. Thank you. Oh, that's a great
2: one. Okay. I think it's
0: just because like they're overcoming and this is a big reality for a lot of people of like, you might be on opposite sides as far as your business goes, or you might have an assumption about someone. You might look at them and think they own this, you know, big business and they're CEO and they're just, You're going to assume certain personality types, but they had to really get to know each other. And then they realized that they were making all the wrong assumptions about each other. And I just think that's so true for a lot of relationships. I see it all the time, even with my clients when they're just like, okay, here's all my deal breakers. And they give me a list of deal breakers they have looking for a partner. And I'm like, well, you just cut out like everybody in your age group, but that's cool. I'm sure we can find you someone.
1: Did you have a lot of deal breakers when you were like dating Nate?
2: <sighs> no, because I wasn't really looking for a partner when I found my husband.
1: <laughs> Wait, what were oh, you that's looking the for? the best.
2: You know, I think it's because I just Oh, I
1: see what you mean. Okay.
2: <laughs> like I I was just I mean, it's not like I was looking for a hookup either. It was just like I'm just looking to meet people, you know, and to see where it goes. Oh, and so exactly. like mm. I think I think the reason why I was able to find my husband when I did, why we were like cosmically attracted to each other is because one of the reasons why is because I was raised from day one to get married like marriage in my religion like you can't go to heaven if you're not married like certain parts of heaven if you're not married and so like the whole point on earth is to get married and have a shit ton of kids and so like they were breathing down our throats the fact that I was 25 and not married yet meant that I was a menace to society oh my god And so. When I let all of that go, I was just like, sweet. (laughs) Like marriage, marriage was like so far away. It was like on a different planet. I wasn't even registering it at all. It was a non issue for me. And I think I detached from it. And that's when it came, is because I wasn't worried about it. I wasn't forcing it. I wasn't like, how is this going to work? You know, and it needs to work. And this has to happen for me to be happy.
1: No. I love that you're saying all of this because there are some gay men in our community that kind of mock men who want to have this more traditional life where they have a partner that may have the same faith as them that want to have kids. People accuse people like that. Oh, you're trying to be like straight people. You're trying to like, you know, make yourself less gay, but I'm very happy. You are sharing with us what drives you, what pulls you to keep doing this because this is your faith. This is who you are. So so for those people that are mocking people for their choices, maybe you should start making your own choices. Like, like I'm glad you're talking about this because Mm -hmm. I, I'm not going to lie. I have been someone that does not understand why as a gay man, because my husband is Catholic. And sometimes Mm -hmm. when he does his thing at church, I'm still to this day, I'm like, I don't know why you're doing this. The things I see his church do to him, I'm like, why do you still go there? I don't understand. I mean, I used to be an altar boy. My mother's a pastor. So I come from a very faith-based upbringing. So to me, I'm just like, why are you doing this? You're gay, just move on. But it is important to him. He's told me multiple times, my faith has nothing to do with my sexuality, has nothing to do with my family, is mine and mine only. And being married to him, I it's helped me understand more of why, what drives people. It is a very internal experience. And thank you for sharing that.
0: Yeah. I think there's this idea that faith and religion cannot go hand in hand with the LGBTQ community. And that's the most absurd shit I've ever heard, in my (laughs) personal opinion, because your religion and your faith, I mean, I'm not a very good Catholic anymore. (laughs) I was raised Catholic, went to Catholic school. I'm a really shitty Catholic. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. But uh, because I have this strong belief that the Bible is written by man and it's been interpreted and it's been interpreted to fit the agenda that man had at one point in time. But I don't personally believe that God would ever discriminate against anyone for any particular reason, whether it's sexual orientation, whether it's the color of their skin. I just don't believe that there's a God that would do that. and that's just my personal opinion. And so if you are someone of that mind mind similar mindset, then your religion has no bearing on your sexual orientation because your belief should be that God accepts you, or whatever you believe in as long as you are doing kind to the people around you who cares who your husband is or for who your wife is or who your partner is
1: yeah
2: yeah and I mean I do not go to church anymore I I don't think that organized religion is for me um and I think it's really important to have a gratitude practice and how do I express Mm -hmm. gratitude to the universe, but praying, you know? And so Mm -hmm. my husband and I still pray um, and I consider myself to be spiritual. Um, And so it's, it's, it's to each their own, Mm -hmm. you know, like Kanan kind of what you were saying before, how it's like, just because I kind of live more of a stereotypical straight, traditional lifestyle, marriage, whatever. um, Okay. Yeah. If it makes and, you happy, who gives like, a shit? You, right, you think something different, so how is that a problem? Like, exactly. how is that how was my lifestyle threatening to you? Exactly. It's the exact same conversation with straight and gays. It's just like, mm-hmm. how was my lifestyle threatening to you? And in the same community and in every community, you know? Mm-hmm. It just guys, <laughs> just stop worrying about other people and live your own life and accept where you're at. <laughs>
1: Say it louder to the people in the back of the room, because literally (laughs) I think that is why there's Mm -hmm. so many problems with relationships and dating and just in general with people just navigating through life. We're way too fucking focused on what the person next to us is doing. Like- That's so true. Just be happy with yourself. Like if if you wanna do, if you wanna wear your shoes on the wrong foot, fuck it, do it, I don't care. If it makes you happy, that is really what it's about because I feel like life is way too short for us to be focused on the wrong stuff. And I have way too many friends that are like single and miserable because they're focused on the wrong shit. And I'm just, especially I'm sorry. In LA. I'm, especially in LA. And big cities in general, because there's plenty of options. And I think that's a problem sometimes, plenty of options. Anyway, um, I really, I, 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 I think Nate brought up a very important thing in this show, get to know people. That is how I met my mm-hmm. husband. I had no intentions of even um, finding. So at that point that I met my husband, I was like, you know, I was dating a guy and he was so badly wanted us to be in a relationship. And I'm just like, no, this is no, this is just a sexual thing. Stop it. But he was so pushy on us being in a relationship. But I was just very adamant about, I don't want to be in a relationship until I meet someone that makes me want to be in a relationship and you're not it. And that's when I met my husband because we were friends, we were talking. And that's how you met your husband. You were friends, you were talking. The intention wasn't to find love. So I feel like as gay men and as straight people, whoever, we just need to like turn the lens and just refocus it on ourselves. And once we do that, we are so much closer to finding love, happiness, whatever it is that we want because we're able to like think and breathe. Do you agree or disagree?
2: Yeah, you know, I, um, I kind of want to echo, I, I just finished the last podcast that you guys put out. And I want to echo back to that, because it makes so much sense to me. It's like when you have, when you're able to put out what you have to offer instead of what you want. Yes. Oh that
0: episode. Yes.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> We're the recording one, yeah.
0: like a million episodes ahead what's actually out.
2: <laughs> My bad. Um <laughs> <laughs> But I I just really like that concept of like what do I have to offer to yeah. this friendship? What do I yeah. have to offer to this relationship? Mm-hmm. And then it every everything is a give and take. It's just like what Okay, let's go down that road, actually. You have this list of everything this person needs to be. And then let's just say that exact, like, picturesque person shows up in your life. How is that person going to help you change? How is that person going to push you to be a better person? That person would be the most enabling partner ever because they are exactly who you want them to be, which is basically like another version of yourself. (laughs) So it's like, for for straight people, it's like, okay, I want someone who thinks exactly like me, but a woman, you know, and in the gay community thinks exactly like me, but a man, you know, it's just like, no, that's why I love my relationship with my husband so much Mm -hmm. is because I'm learning Brazilian culture. Their music is incredible. Their food isn't. He's an incredible cook. He cooks all the time. It's like my whole You're world so is lucky. coming alive because our culture here in the United States is so sterile. Yeah,
1: I so did it a Dominican guy. And let me tell you, it was my, as a black man. I keep saying that because I don't know if people not know that I'm black, whatever. But um, <laughs> I don't know why you bring it up all the time. <laughs> because there's a specific a specific point why i'm bringing this up in okay. the black community a lot of times a lot of people live in food deserts like mm. um there's no supermarkets near where you fucking yeah. live like the, <sighs> exactly. everything you eat is coming out of a can or, or a, a frozen store. bag right. yes that being said when i dated this dominican guy we're still friends to this day he lives in panama with his beautiful husband now anyway Um, the food was amazing. And I think that's a great thing about dating someone of a different culture. Mm -hmm. You are immediately exposed to like a world. And I'm not saying date people and turn them into a fetish or date people and kind of like just, you know, siphon off their culture, but (laughs) to like really appreciate someone else's life. That is the best part of dating someone differently. I can never honestly date a guy just like myself we would probably be in fights all the fucking time, all the time. (laughs) Um, But what I was saying is that was my first time coming in contact with Fresh Foods was with that Dominican guy. That's something so simple, but it was exposure. It's something new. And now my life has been totally, I am much healthier now because of that. I'm not saying that I was raised like an animal or anything like that. that's not what I'm trying to get to but the point I'm trying to make is when you date someone that's different from you they expose you to things that can possibly change the rest of your life and offset the rest of your life in a positive or negative way like my husband now it's interesting he's Irish so that's been interesting
2: um, <laughs> is he a ginger like me
1: slightly like he's not blonde but under certain light his facial hair and his hair his head looks slightly reddish and it's the Mm -hmm. most beautiful fucking thing i find i think that's why i kind of flirted with you at the beginning of the show i find red hair (laughs) i don't know it's something i'm not going to get into that i don't want to make this uncomfortable but i love dating people that are different from me and i wish more people would do that in my community as well there's this thing Black people should be with Black people. I will, My, my um, people very close to me are only going to date other Black men. There's nothing wrong with that. I think that's a very beautiful thing. But I think there's also something very beautiful in just opening up your horizons, taking that list that Nate was just talking about and just throwing it into fire.
0: A healthy relationship will challenge you it in really some is. shape or form, right? Yeah. Even if you do come from the same background, the cultural background, maybe in the way of Thinking, Or, you know, in some aspect of your life, a really healthy relationship will challenge you and challenge you to grow Mm -hmm. and to try new things and to explore new things and to see life from a different perspective. But you're right, Nate, if you just kind of created this ideal partner, you'd actually probably be very bored with that person because... You're just like, eh, you're everything I wanted. I know what to expect. There's just Mm -hmm. nothing exciting about that anymore. There's no challenge.
1: nothing to do. There's nothing to learn. There's nothing to see.
0: Oh my gosh. This has been such a fun episode. Um, But before we let you go, Nate, um, tell our listeners a little bit about your coaching business in case they want to contact you for services.
2: Sure. So. Um, if they want to reach me, the, the best place to go to is my Instagram. Um, so my Instagram handle is kind of a play on words. It's namasnate. <laughs> so, and we'll put it okay. in the show
0: notes for people too. Don't okay, worry.
2: great. Yep. <laughs> namas.nate. Um, that's where you can find most of my stuff there. And um, yeah, so I, I specialize in, in working with gay men and um, helping them to change their mindset, you know, like, it's just this, I I feel like I have the strategy of figuring this thing out in my life, but it's just not working. And I don't know why, you know, whether that um, be with relationships or be with, um, like, I'm not a personal trainer, you know, but there's a lot of, um, like, image issues, and lots of things that happen in People's upbringing that can affect people's goal reaching, you know? So it's like helping people with their mindset to be able to use strategies so that they can get their goals, you know? Mm-hmm. um, Specifically in the gig. So, yeah.
0: Very nice. Very cool. Well, thank you again for being our guest today. We appreciate you having this very candid conversation about your own personal experiences uh, yeah. dating. Um, And to our listeners, just a reminder that we love that you listen to us, but please show your support and follow us or uh, leave us a review on your favorite podcast streaming site.
1: Uh, There's so many.
0: I know. That's why I don't list any of them anymore. I just say your favorite because now we're just on all of them.
1: (laughs) I know. We've gone international now. Actually, we're getting like listeners from all over the world, like Sweden, Germany, South Africa, parts of Asia. It's interesting seeing listeners in places that I'm not going to lie. I ignorantly thought did not speak English, but here we are. (laughs) (laughs) Well,
0: that'll be a conversation for another day. (laughs) And until
1: then, keep dating smarter.
2: Thank you for
0: listening to this episode of Date Smarter Sexier. If you'd like more information on how you can be more successful with love and dating, or to schedule a free consultation with me, your dating coach and matchmaker, please visit datesmartersexier.com and please subscribe to this show at your favorite podcast streaming platform.